Lord, we are forever seeking, and only if your Spirit helps us will we learn to ask for wisdom, for the gifts that are good for us. Like King Solomon, we too need an understanding heart to know right from wrong, to turn from evil, and to do the right. We ask this through our Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask something of me, and I will give it to you. Solomon answered, O Lord, my God, you have made me your servant, king to succeed my father David. But I am a mere youth, not knowing at all how to act. I serve you in the midst of the people whom you have chosen. A people so vast that it cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and to distinguish from right, right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon made this request. So God said to him, Because you have asked for this, not for a long life for yourself, not for riches, not for the life of your enemies, but for understanding that you may know what is right, I do as you requested. I give you a heart so wise and understanding that there has never been anyone like you up to now. And after you, there will come no one to equal you. The word of the Lord. Thanks. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. 
When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, Yes. And he replied, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. The story is told of a young man who throughout his teen years had a difficult time um, organizing things and keeping him, his room nice and clean. So his parents would always encourage him to tidy it up and to, to be more organized and said, look, if you do it now, then you will have time to do what you want to do. So, but nothing, nothing helped. Sometimes he would do it a little bit, but then went back to the old way. So when the young man finally graduated high school, he decided to uh, go to the, into the Marines. And um, the first time he came home after basic training, his father asked him, so son, what did you learn? And he said, well, dad, I learned the meaning of the word now. <laughs> now, when Jesus speaks of the kingdom of God, he always talks about, uh, about it as now, something that is present, not some distant reality, some thought or an idea. Yes, we know that the, the fulfillment, the fu fullness of the kingdom of God will, will be realized only at the end of the world. But when Jesus spoke of it, he said, it is now, it is right here in your midst. Wherever he was, the kingdom of God was present. And of course, he said to the people, look, if you live by the way I teach you, if you live by my principles, my values, then the kingdom of God will be always in your midst. So the kingdom of God is not uh, a location, a matter of location or, or uh, some place. It's a matter of a quality, way of life. That's what Jesus said. Quality, way of life. So that's why he said, this is what I teach you. He said at the, at, the, at the end of the gospel that we need to be like a scribe, a good, wise person who takes the old and the new, both. Because Jesus built on what was already taught to the people. He came to fulfill the law, as he himself said, not to change it. He gave it new meaning. He fulfilled it. So he took the old and built on it something new. So then we see how important it is to understand what we are to be about. In the first reading today, we heard about King Solomon, who was a great man, perhaps the greatest after his father, King David. So when he ascended to the throne, he was very young. And as we heard, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, ask for whatever you want, whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He knew, and Solomon himself said, this is the vast people, we can't even count them. So he asked for what? Understanding heart. He could have asked for so many different things, wealth, riches, prestige, power, death to his enemies, none of that. 
he just made a very simple request, understanding heart. What a great advice it is for the leaders, whether civic or religious, in our world today, understanding heart. But, of course, we know that the Lord, of course, gave it to him, but as, as he continued living his life, sometimes he forgot. He forgot what understanding heart he had. He forgot the wisdom that the Lord blessed him with. He bankrupted the land. He continued building and building with no money. And, of course, he also introduced idol worship into the land. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. So it was a difficult way of life. He sometimes was disappointed, disappointing to the Lord. Yet the Lord continued to bless him, giving him the wisdom. But as I said, sometimes he pushed it aside and acted in a selfish way. Then in the second reading, we heard how St. Paul was reminding us that for those who love God, all things work for good. Imagine that, all things. He didn't say only good things work for good, things that are enjoyable, pleasant. He said all things, and he himself knew what those all things were. He was shipwrecked, he was imprisoned, he beaten with rods, almost stoned to death. And he said all things, even those things work for good because he loved God. So perhaps the challenge for us is what? To insert where we find the word all things, Insert other things that we experience in life, cancer, loss of a job, loss of a loved one, accidents. Do they work for good because we love God? Do we have that courage within us to still love God? Or perhaps do we get angry with Him or at Him and saying, how could you do this to me? We know that there are sometimes those feelings within us as well. So Paul said all things. He didn't say that everything will, will work out fine. There will be happy endings to everything. He said, things will eventually work out if you truly love God. You will see what God was teaching you even through the, that cross that you experience in life, that you had to carry. All things work for good for, for those who love God. And then finally, in the Gospel reading today, we heard, first of all, if you remember, this has been, these past few weekends have been all about Jesus talking in parables. Two weeks ago, we heard about the parable of the sower that sows seeds generously into different types of soil, rocky ground, thistles. Then a week ago we heard about the weeds growing among wheat. Again, God sows generously, allows even evil to be present in the world until the final day when, when judgment will take place. And then today, three parables again. The parable of the person who finds a treasure. Back then, in those times when Jesus lived and told that parable, there were no banks, there were no vaults and safes where you could hide your possessions, your precious things. So what people would do, especially in times of danger, they would bury their valuables somewhere where nobody knew, only they. And then sometimes they were taken away as slaves to go and live in a foreign land. So they buried their valuables hoping that one day they will be able to come home and re retrieve that treasure, find it again. But as it happened, sometimes it didn't occur. However, another person perhaps was able to find that treasure. So what happens? Jesus said in the Gospel reading that that person will find it, hide it again, then will go and sell all they have, all they have, to, so they can have it. Of course, it's not about material things. It's about the kingdom relationship with God. That's the true treasure. 
Then the second parable he said was a parable of a pearl. Again, very valuable. When a merchant finds it, again, he will say, sell all he has to buy it. And then finally, the third parable was about a net. When somebody goes fishing with a net, they don't know what they will catch. They have to be patient. When the net is full, Jesus said, not a little bit after five minutes, when the net is finally full, they will be hauled, it will be hauled ashore and good fish will be kept, bad fish will be thrown away. Again, Jesus made sure the net must be full. The time will come when there will be separation. So in the meantime, Jesus reminded us, don't settle for, for what seems to glitter. Go after the true treasure, treasure that nobody can take from you. We know there is a lot of glitter out there. The true treasure, we know who it is and what it is for us. It is our relationship with the Lord that he invites us to be co-workers with him in the vineyard. There is a story of a woman who, who had six children and her husband died unexpectedly, leaving her alone. So, of course, that was a difficult task. So what she did was something amazing. She became a foster parent to another four children. So she was raising 10 children altogether. No, nobody could believe it that she would do such a thing. So she did a terrific job raising these children and they all grew up to be a really good people. When there was a reporter asking her how she was able to accomplish that, she said one word, partnership. Partnership. She said when her husband died, a week, about a week later after his death, she said, I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I will do the work. You do the worrying. And she said, it, wor it worked. I have upheld my part of the bargain and the Lord has upheld his. Of course, we would be disrespectful to say that we are here to bargain with the Lord or that life is like that. No, it's not, of course. But we are invited into partnership. The Lord invites us to be partners with him in creating and recreating the world in which we live. So let's be mindful of the parables that Jesus shared with us today. Again, the parable of the, the merchant, the, the pearl, the treasure, hidden treasure that we are invited to find and then keep, of course, and make it flourish. And let us remember never ever to settle for on, what, what only glitters, but to really go after the true treasure, which is our Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.